Welcome to The Raw, recorded at Sioux College, which is located in the Robinson-Huron Treaty Territory. We are grateful to Mother Earth for providing us the land, water, air, and food needed to sustain all life, and we acknowledge Indigenous peoples as the original stewards of this land, who have lived in harmony and in respect with all creation. As we are all relations, it is important to recognise this interconnected relationship with one another and our obligation to respect the land that has nourished, healed, protected and embraced us. We honour our Baduan Bachawana First Nation and Katagan CB Garden River First Nation as the original caretakers of the land that Sioux College is situated on and acknowledge the contributions of the historical Métis Nation of Sault Ste. Marie in the stewardship of this territory. Hello there, and welcome to The Roar. Today's episode is all about student financial assistance and how we can help you, because believe me, there are ways in which we can help you. So I invited Catherine Cash from Student Financial Assistance to come and chat, and we had a long conversation about just everything student financial assistance related. So the exceptional expense bursary, personal budgeting, OSAP, and everything that comes with having OSAP, scholarships, bursaries, and awards, and how you can apply for that, and what to look out for, and the deadlines of when those are coming out, and then where to find the student financial assistance team. We really enjoyed having this conversation, and we hope that you will enjoy listening. Hi, I am Catherine Cash, and I am the Student Financial Assistance Coordinator. Mm -hmm. So I work with OSAP, with scholarship bursaries and awards, and work with bursaries for students with disabilities. Tell us a little bit before we get started. I know that you have the Exceptional Expense Bursary. So for any of our students who are maybe experiencing a dire strait, so they've had a flood, their textbooks have been damaged. Tell us a little bit about that. Our exceptional expense bursary is probably one of my favorite funding tools that we have Mm -hmm. because it helps our students when something just super whacking out of the ordinary happens. So as you said, if there is a flood or you were on the bus and you left your glasses and now your glasses are gone and you cannot read the computer screen without your glasses. Those kind of things are things that no one can plan for if there's a situation with bed bugs. That's not something that we would expect you as a student to be able to financially plan for, but sometimes those things happen. Come in and talk to us. We don't want you sitting at home, not able to do your work, not able to study because maybe you don't have your books or you're so stressed out and you're so upset and you're so worried about your finances and I'm not going to have money to buy groceries next week. We don't want you sitting at home worrying about those things. We want you to be successful. Mm -hmm. We want you to be able to focus on being a student. 
while you're here, you are a student. That is your job. Your yep. full-time job is being a student. So come talk to us. Doesn't cover things like your tuition or your books or your rent. Things that you know are going to happen. So you know every month on the first of the month you're going to have rent. That's not what it's for. It's for those really weird, unplanned Exceptional circumstances. Exactly. <laughs> Those totally unfair things that come up. That is what we want you to come talk to us about because that is something that's not fair. Mm -hmm. And we can help with that. If for some reason we can't, we know who could. No, that's that's uh, really important for students to know. And international students can make use of this too. Yes, so correct. I know that sometimes international students worry about what they can apply for and what they can't. So this is definitely one that international students can apply for. So please come in, talk to the team, get some help. Yes. And with international students as well, sometimes you may have a certain prescription that maybe the first $200 isn't covered. Come to us and let's see if we can help kind of bridge that gap mm -hmm. and we can help lower those costs. We do want you to come and talk to us. And again, if we can't help, we do know so many resources in the community that can help you. Absolutely. And this is something that I've said in the past and students who know me know I say this a lot. If you never ask the question, all you can do is imagine what the answer is. You really need to actually come in and ask the question. So then you know and you know that we're here to help. There's so many resources here at the college, There's so many people who want to help people and help students. That's our role. That's why we're here. So do come in, do ask those questions. If we can't immediately help you, we have knowledge of resources that can. One of the things I think that students should really know about as well is personal budgeting. If you're a new student, you've never been away from home before, you've never managed your own budget. If you are an international student who has never dealt with Canadian currency before, you're not sure how to really manage your own budget, they can come and talk to your team. Yes, we love, love talking about budgeting. It's <laughs> hands down my favorite topic. Um, and unfortunately, not enough students will come to talk to us about it. Mm -hmm. This is a presentation where I tell you that you don't have money to afford things. Right. Um, I love that you touched on the idea of international students that come here and they're dealing with a different kind of currency. And the Maybe. tax. And like remembering that tax is added when you get to the checkout. Yeah. Okay. In the UK, that is not the case. You see it. That's what it costs. You get to checkout. That's it. Here, oh, first few months in Canada, I was like, what do you mean? What is it cheating? <laughs> so yeah, knowing how to calculate tax on an item that you pick up in the grocery store is very helpful. I know there's all kinds of apps and stuff, but just remembering that for the yes. first few weeks when you come to Canada blew my mind. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I never did not know that. And that is because I'm Canadian and I've only lived in Canada. That's awesome. I do find that, you know, whether it's a domestic student or an international student, the budgeting concerns are, are often so different. Mm -hmm. Little things like knowing what grocery stores to go to will recommend certain grocery stores. Mm -hmm. If there's a grocery store and it's all the way across town, well, and you have to walk there, well, then you can't walk home and you're going to have to take a cab or a bus and that doesn't make sense and those kind of things. You can tell you, within walking distance, what is the best grocery store to mm -hmm. go to? Where are you going to get the most bang for your buck? Helping them figure out if you buy, you know, a coffee, which I know we all have to buy a coffee and start with David Tim Hortons. 
But I help them figure out that if you get a coffee and a muffin and then maybe in the afternoon around three o'clock in the afternoon, you're sort of, you know, you're tired or you've had a full day of classes, you're going to grab another coffee and then maybe you're going to get a bagel and you're going to do this. I mean, you, you can't afford that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. And those are the ways that your money just kind of disappears. Trickles. Yeah, it just trickles away. Unconscious purchases. Yes. You just walk past Tim's and you're like, oh, I'm just it's, it's a buck. I'm just going to grab a coffee. It's not yes. that much. But over time, it all just builds on each other. And then by the end of the month, then you've got your phone bill too and like all these things, right? Exactly. So. And your internet and things like that. And people love, like we all have our phones and we all want to have data. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're in school, you probably can't afford data. If you get the newest cell phone, you're going to have to commit to a certain monthly yes. plan. Again, something that is different outside of Canada And I know I'm focusing quite a lot on the international experience right now. And that is just from my own experience. The Canadian cell phone companies monopolize the industry here. So for any international students who are listening, it is very different and it's very expensive. So if you're not sure about your plan, if you're not sure what company to go to before you go out and buy a cell phone and sign up for a plan, come in and talk about what your budget's going to look like so that you know what you can afford. Because believe me, it's more expensive here. Canada has one of the most expensive cell phone markets on the planet. And some of the plans here can be quite restrictive. So, yes. and as a person who has family in a different time zone, and, you know, when I was a student trying to figure out when I can call people and what my data is and that kind of thing, that's something you need to keep in mind. Because again, if you sign up for the wrong one, you are stuck. I think it's now two years that the plans are for. They've reduced it. it you're still signing up unless you're going with a pay as you go. And I... Try to remind uh, students, and this goes for both domestic and international, and mm-hmm. often our domestic students are coming from high school where they've lived with their parents, yeah. and they've been at home, and their parents have paid their cell phone bill, and maybe when they come to college, it's time for you to pay for it yourself. You really don't need data on your phone. No. You can hop on Wi-Fi wherever you are. You're going to have it if you have internet at home, and you have it at school, um, and those are primarily the places that you're going to be. It's such a massive expense. Please be careful. Be very careful with your cell phone. That's something that just eats up money. It eats it up. And then looking at streaming services. And those are expensive too. They are. Don't have all of them. If you need to have Netflix or, you know, Disney, have one. Don't have all of them. You can eventually have all of them. Because I know it's hard to choose between Marvel and what's on Netflix, The Witcher, <laughs> for my personal taste, you know, but um, yeah, have one. Because you'll be like, well, it's only this much, it's only 10 or $11, or... But then you've got Spotify, and iTunes, and like all the streaming Everything. services, just piles up. You need to look at what your renewable subscriptions are. Yeah. And that goes for everyone, students or not, look at what your renewable subscriptions are. And, you know, maybe Apple TV and Prime Video and Netflix, and Crave, and And Disney, (laughs) and all these things. They're great. But while you're in school, do not. Do not. And really pay attention to just apps on your phones. Any of those little subscriptions, $2.99, $3.99. You'll look and you'll realize, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much money I'm wasting because I want a photo editor. Then for internet, most students have to have internet at home. It's very difficult, especially so much of our life is online. You can come onto campus and you will have computer labs Mm -hmm. and you'll have Wi-Fi and you can do that. 
You have to be smart about it. You may not have to have the most high tech internet fastest speed at home. Mm -hmm. You could have maybe more of a basic one for the times that you are there. Streaming on Twitch can wait until you graduate. World of Warcraft can wait until after school. (laughs) Exactly. So those are things that we want people to look at and we want them to understand how that just tips them over, Right. right? And if you're a domestic student, you're receiving OSAP, you don't get enough money to cover those kind of things. Now is not the time for those. No. OSAP comes with a lot of consequences. Oh, yes, it does. Right? So having distractions outside of your program, it's great. Everybody needs to have self-care. There needs to be balance. But that's what I mean. There has to be balance. With OSAP, you're taking on this money. There are consequences. If you get distracted during the semester, if and everybody has difficulties and can have trouble during the semester, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you with those difficulties. When it comes to OSAP, If I were to go to a bank and get a loan, they will know, oh, you're a student, here's the money. They'll start charging you interest as of day one. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. OSEP is a government loan. So they'll lend you the money. They're not charging you interest until you're done school. So they want you to be successful. They're really looking at your resources. They want to make sure that they're not overloading you with too much debt. They're going to review your grades. So I say it is like having really strict parents. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're in college, your parents don't have access to your information. OSAP does. So they're going to see, oh, you didn't pass your classes this term. Maybe you had a lot of fun or maybe you had some challenges and you didn't reach out for help. Maybe you just sort of pushed it to the side and thought, well, I'm just going to focus on this. I'm going to ignore the problems. Which is understandable. When people experience a lot of stress, it's very easy to put a pin in something and not think about it. And maybe you don't want to think about it. You don't want to think about that difficult thing because you're also thinking about something else that's also really difficult. But that's where we come back to the reach out to the college because there are people here who have the knowledge, have the understanding of the resources that can maybe encompass all the pieces so we can help you think about each bit. Exactly. Sometimes we'll have students that will have a semester and they're not successful and we'll come back and say, well, I want more money. And OSAP will say, well, we're no longer interested in funding you. We're going to give you money so that you pass our classes, you get a job and you pay us back. Mm -hmm. OSAP gives some loan money. They give you some grant money. You can actually even turn down the loan and only take the grant money. For those of you who don't know, what's the difference between loan and grant? Loan is repayable money. So interest will be earned. You have to pay that back. They'll be scheduled monthly payments once you're done school. Grant money is based on something else. So it'll be based on, you know, perhaps you have children, perhaps you have a permanent disability, which includes learning disabilities. So anyone that had, mm-hmm. you know, uh, an IEP in school, come talk to us. Um, we can help you out with those kind of things. They're giving you that as sort of an added bonus of low income if your parents are low income. So if you're coming right out of high school, they're going to look at your parents' resources as well. If your parents are low income, they're going to give you some grants to help you. Truly an amazing program. Absolutely. But there's accountability. Yeah. You're, they're not going to just keep funding you. So you need to stay in school. 
Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. You have to stay in for the term. You have to be full-time student. Full-time student. You can't decide, you know what? This program isn't for me. I'm done. I'm going to leave. Which, when people do that, I understand if you want to switch programs, then there's people that can help you with that. But don't throw in the towel on that whole semester. Yeah. Sometimes there's some course credits that can transfer over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, before you think of giving up on something like that, you have to think if you do, well, then you're going to have a lot of problems with your OSAP. And picking and choosing different courses. So say you're in a program and you realize, I don't really like these courses, or I like some of the courses, I don't like the others, I'm just not going to go to the other courses. That's still going to be impacting your OSAP. Exactly. Because then there's multiple Fs on your transcript at the end. Yes. Stay in those courses. Have a conversation with the teachers. Why are you not enjoying it? What is there about that particular content or piece that you're not enjoying? Maybe the professor can rephrase it in a way that helps you realize what it links to the other courses that you're in. You know, pulling it all together and getting that context from the teachers helps with your mindset about those courses. So keep in mind, you know, there are consequences there with that choice. Exactly. And sometimes there is no other choice. Sometimes mm, absolutely, there could be a major crisis yeah. or it is not the time for you to be in school right now. That is okay, but you need to have those conversations mm-hmm. before you make that decision. Asking those questions and getting all of the relevant information so you can make that informed choice. There's resources and things that we can do to help you to try and ease that burden. Exactly. And some people may be embarrassed, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to drop out of school. I don't want to have to go tell everyone that works there. That's fine. But if you want to come back, especially if you want to come back, come talk to us and we can help you do it with the least amount of damage. There's going to be damage. There's going to be negative repercussions, but we can help you navigate to make that as minimal. Yes. As painless as possible. And we can get you a plan to come back. Yes. So we'll tell you your next application may take a while and we'll tell you about when is your loan going to go into repayment? What do you have left in your account right now? What should you do with that money? Those are all things, again, for your budgeting, past being a student, we'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. We will talk to you about it. The other thing is you don't want to ruin your credit. No. There are so many amazing programs. They're not run through Psychology. They're all run through, sort of through the lender. But we can talk to you about that and share that with you. So again, if they start calling you and saying, hey, it's time to pay your loan, you don't avoid that. Mm-hmm. You know that there are options. Maybe you're not working right now or... You're working and you can't imagine adding another bill or payment. You can talk to them. There's lots of information about that that we could get more into detail if you come into our office. Mm -hmm. So when you make those changes to your program, just come talk to us. Some of the things we'll say, okay, yeah, that's a minor thing. We don't need anything. We want to know, even if it is a small question, you think it's a small question, we can still then say, oh, no, we don't need anything. Oh, yes, here's the answer. No question's too small. No. Come in, come ask. That's why we're here. You're a student, you're learning. We're helping you with that journey. And the other thing is there may be something that I cannot help you with. Absolutely. But I do know who can. Yeah. You know, we're all colleagues. We all have the same goals. We have the same objectives, which are to help our students to be successful. So I may know that if you come in and say, you know what? I went into this program. It's not what I thought. I hated it. I don't know. I just, I don't know what to do. Okay. 
you need to go talk to this person and you need to seek an academic counselor and like, let's see, what is it that you want to do? Absolutely. Let's make that happen. Right. And so you came to tell me that you think you're going to drop out of school and what's going to happen with your OSAP. But through talking, we can figure out actually there is something else that you really want. Mm -hmm. One of the problems is that you always had an IEP in high school, but you don't have that help here. Oh, okay. Well, let's get you a new assessment. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have a learning disability that's considered for OSAP, a permanent disability. One of the things that we help, maybe there's certain software you need. We pay for that. This one simple conversation that you have with us uh, suddenly connected you with all these other resources. Mm -hmm. And now you are able to get the funding for a really expensive software program that is going to help you to understand, which will then bring you more joy and satisfaction and help your confidence that, oh my gosh, I can learn. And all of that impacts success, right? the, The student experience is so important to success. And so... You mentioned earlier, oh, I was in a program and I didn't enjoy it. Sometimes students can feel a little embarrassed about that. They go into a program, they realize it's not for them. They feel like they've wasted time. You haven't wasted time. You've just answered a question. You thought that this was for you. You came in, you experienced, and that has answered that piece for you. So now you have another question. Well, what else do I want to do? That's what we're here for. That's what the counselors are here for. They can have those conversations with you to figure out, well, where is your passion? Where's your interest? Where do you want to go? So don't feel you've wasted time. You haven't. That's not a waste of time. That is an answered question for you. So OSAP isn't just for domestic students. So Canadian citizens born in Canada. It's for permanent residents and refugees. So protected persons. Correct. Yes. If a student has come here and we do have people that have come here, uh, their families have come here um, as refugees. And what they are actually classified as and that what all their documentation would say is that they're a protected person. Mm-hmm. And those students are able to apply for OSAP. Uh, we also have permanent residents that are. And some people will be permanent residents for 15, 20 Decades. years. <laughs> like, when, when I got my citizenship, there were people who had been permanent residents for 40 years. They're like, <laughs> how's the time to get it? I was like, great. <laughs> so those uh, opportunities are still open. Often, students that do come here as refugees or that come to this country as a refugee or a protected person, what we will find are a lot of the documentation is not in French or English. We will help with that. Oh, that's wonderful. I yes. didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Um, so that is something that, and it's becoming more frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, when I started in this department like 14 years ago, not something that would have uh, ever crossed my path. But now it does. If you apply, your family comes here, you and your spouse and two young children, well, your marriage certificate, you have to provide that. You have to provide birth certificate. Depending on how you left, don't have those documents. Absolutely. Or you only have them in a language that we don't understand and that there's no one in Sault Ste. Marie to do a translation for. So in those instances, we work with you. And I've had our student union reach out to us on behalf of students that have said, you know, all of their documentations are Arabic. The ministry works with us and they do have solutions for that. So that's not a barrier. No. So if you come here and let's say you do apply for OSAP and they say like, well, we need all this documents and you're like, I don't have them or they're not in French or English. That's okay. The OSAP will not not fund you for that. Like you said earlier, OSAP is there to help. 
exactly to create that access to education which is so exactly. important exactly yeah. okay so sbas let's talk oh. about scholarship bursaries <laughs> and awards which we all love yes this is always the sort of highlight yes. um our jobs so every october 1st our applications open on the student portal it's always October 1st. It's on your student portal on the record side, and it's called Scholarship Bursaries and Awards. Yeah. Um, and you do an application on there. So every October 1st, it opens, and then it closes in mid-November. This year, it's November 11th, and it closes at uh, 11.59. <laughs> so everything is electronic. This coming semester, I know we're definitely doing in-person clinics to help students apply. We may also do virtuals. Some students really just like doing things online, yeah. and that's okay. So we'll most likely end up doing them both. Every Wednesday will be an NG from October 1st to November 11th. We're Perfect. going to be there for Soup Day. Yay! I love Soup Day. <laughs> soup Day is amazing. Please check it out. If you have <laughs> Wednesdays in NG, in the G-Wing, it's wonderful. Yeah, The soup's amazing. Sarah's oh. great. Yes. Especially in the fall, just so comforting, yeah. like having soup. It's... And you get to meet people from across the college because everybody goes. Oh, yes. Like moths to a flame. They all <laughs> go. So every Wednesday for SPA season, we will pretty much just say, log on to the computer and let's get your application in. And Maureen McLeod is so instrumental in this yes. because when someone walks in, she's like, sit down and do it. Sit down and do it. And it's, <laughs> she's uh, awesome. it's like... And in a way that only Maureen can do, that everyone will just listen to her because they just know she is. She has her best interest at heart. So she's just going to help. Yes, everyone knows that whatever Maureen says is the best. Is gold. (laughs) So we will go in and we'll help you apply. The application is quite simple, it's just looking at a budget for your whole academic school year. Sometimes people will get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. doing that. I can do one of those applications in about three and a half minutes. Like I just, I, the numbers are there. I know we'll help you look at things. It'll mm-hmm. say, what's your, what's your rent or your mortgage and all your utilities. That counts. All it, of that's in there. Exactly. Your internet at home, mm-hmm. all those different kinds of things. So this actually in a sneaky way, this is also how we try to do a budgeting session. They'll say food and they'll be like, I don't know. I spent maybe like a hundred bucks on food and I'm like a week. And I'm like, no probably not right now i'm like okay <laughs> the way well things are going for prices <laughs> exactly i'm like no you actually spend this 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 and this and it gets people thinking mm-hmm. it actually it that's why i love sba clinics because it does get people really thinking about all these costs even with books and supplies mm-hmm. they'll be like well i had four books and they cost five hundred dollars and that was it and i'm like well that was this term yeah. Then you have next term. Yeah. And did you have to buy a laptop this year? And what about supplies? So let's say you're in um, esthetician supply costs. Oh, yeah. So high. If you're in NEOS oh, and yeah. the natural resource programs, again, maybe not as many books as, let's say, nursing, but you have a lot of supply. Those are the kind of things that we want students to think about and realize how much everything costs and especially mm-hmm. start in October 1st you may not know no you're still new you may be just settling in by that point exactly right? we want you to really think about all those things so that's part of why we love people coming to these sessions because we do get to talk about those things 
if you're an international student, you're looking at, you know, your tuition alone is going to be $18,000. And now we're going to look at, okay, so are you going to work while you're in school? What's mm-hmm. the maximum amount that you can work? Is that going to cover your rent? And I will say that sometimes students will say, put all their costs in. You know, they're listing all their costs. Look at how much I have. But and I don't have any money. I have zero dollars. And when that happens, your application doesn't count because no one has zero dollars because that means you didn't pay your tuition, which means you're not a student. So that is sort of our rationale. We know that all of our students have a need, right? Everyone has a need. If you think that your application maybe isn't done right or is wonky, come to one of our sessions or just pop in our office. Absolutely. Because we have computers in our office. We will do that with you. If you are a remote student, then call us on Teams, like anything. We'll do it. Yeah. So do it with us. And there are some that require extra documentation that will have maybe some essays and stuff. There's a link to that on the application when you're done. But when you come to the sessions, we can talk about that and Mm -hmm. go over it. Maybe one of the applications is for an award that's only a nursing student. Mm -hmm. We've had students that will maybe fill out an essay and apply because they just want to apply for everything. And we're like, but you're not a nursing student, so don't do it. So there's some restrictions on some of them, right? Because some of the focused are on on engineering or on nursing, and you have to be in those program areas. So really reading through the ones that you're applying for, everybody's able to apply for them to some extent. Everyone. Everyone's okay. Everyone. And we also have an award. It's the President's Academic Excellence Mm. Award. And it's for all students that have a 4.0. So. I've had questions about this one. (laughs) Yes. So it's a, if you have a 4.0, that's amazing. And the president will give you an award. Yeah. But you have to apply for it first. Yes. And this is the only one that has the GPA requirements. This is the only one. So, because yes. I have heard students wonder if all of them have GPA requirements and that's not true. So it's just yes. this one that has a GPA requirement. Exactly. The rest of them you have to have above a 2.0. You have for to sure. be to ha- yeah. passing, yeah. but this is for our 4.0s. And every year, and it breaks my heart because students will say, hey, I got a 4.0, but I didn't get that award. And I say, well, but did you apply? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Please We want to give apply. you that money. Exactly. Like, it's it's there. Yeah. And, and if you've got a 4.0, you know, you've been working really hard to get that 4.0, you're proud of that 4.0. Yes. Apply for it. Yes. So that is so, so, so important. Mm-hmm. And so sort of in the fall is kind of our application season. So you will apply for the awards. And then in the winter term, that is when we let you know if you win. And there's a a whole team that are in on choosing our recipients. So we have some donors choose. We have an SBA committee. We have faculty that'll choose. So faculty love doing that. Oh yes, and it's so helpful for students. You have that on your resume forever. Yes, forever. It's a great talking point. Yes, and some of them again, you may not be a 4.0 student, and that's okay. I have never been a 4.0 student. Yes, (laughs) never. No one was giving me a presidential award when I was no. in school. I was not a 4.0 student. But still worked hard, right? Like, yes. You've got to be proud of your... You're at school. You've got to be proud of those achievements of being here and working towards your dreams, right? Exactly. So don't worry. If you're not a 4.0 student, there's so many awards. We still want to recognize that you're here, you're with us, you're working hard, you're working towards your goals. We want to, you know, celebrate that with you. Exactly. And some of them will be based on attributes for nursing, like care and compassion. Yes. 
right? And they're not looking at what your grades are. They're looking at what is the level of care and compassion that this student displays. Mm -hmm. Are they a good, you know, what about teamwork, even for aviation? Teamwork, teamwork. huge, right? Who's someone that helps encourage their classmates, mentors, Mm -hmm. you know, those kind of things. Those are things that your faculty are going to notice which puts you over the top to get one of these awards and they're not looking, Oh, what's their GPA, right? They know that you have the characteristics that are important for someone that's going to work in that field. Again, those are so fun. And then every March we have an actual ceremony where we get to recognize these students. Mm -hmm. And it's so fun that we get to get dressed up. It's at Quattro. People get across the stage. It's so much fun we want to celebrate and we want to celebrate these students. So the other would be our entrance and returning student bursary. Mm. Now that opens every February 1st, again, February 1st, no matter what. And then it closes in mid May. I find that award so frustrating and I don't know why more people don't apply open to international and domestic Mm -hmm. And it's a $500 award. This year, we did not have enough people apply. And we gave everyone $650. Because... So you just never know. Apply. Exactly. (laughs) One year, we had so few students apply that it was $1,100. Wow. Because no one applied for it. It was so frustrating. It's usually a wonky number. Right. Like last year, we had more people apply. So it was $511. (laughs) But this year, we actually reopened it. There were so few applicants. Let's say you're in first year as of February 1st, just apply for it. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is we actually pay your deposit that's due in June. Right. Then you don't have to worry about anything until August. Mm -hmm. We would like to be giving out more of those. It's so frustrating. So is there a deadline? Is there a time frame from when it opens on February 1st to when it closes? Is there a window It's there? a mi- It's mid-May. Mid-May. Okay, yes. so plenty of time. Oh, lots and lots of time. Mm-hmm. So in February 1st, we think that, you know, the applicants that are coming in, but we also want to catch students that are in first year and that are going to return. Absolutely. You're in school, read your portal, we put an announcement on. Oh, the portal. Oh. <laughs> Just, you know, please go, please make use of your portal. If you haven't been on your portal yet, please go in there, check it out. Because that's where we're going to be putting lots of announcements. Yes. That's where there's lots of, you know, your timetables on there, how you can pay tuition, your access to email and LMS. If you ever have any questions and you're just not sure how to log in, success.suecollege.ca will help you. (laughs) We can facilitate. We can get you through to IT if you need some extra IT help. So, you know, please use your portal. Yes. That's my little portal plug. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I will say is email your Sioux College student email. We're not using your Gmail account. We're not using your personal account. We are using your school account. That's the official form of communication between the college and our students. Yes. So if you have won an award, we email you to your Sioux College account. The other thing is when you do your application online for the entrance award or for scholarship bursary and awards, you're going to get a notification that your application went in successfully. And so I always say in my clinics, take a picture of your screen with your phone and then we'll re-enter the numbers if it doesn't work. But 
make sure that you're getting an email mm-hmm. that says, because sometimes you may be in there doing it and then it says, what's your tuition? And you're like, oh, wait, I'm going to go check what Right, you step away. Is. Or you get a phone call. Yes. Someone distracts you. That, you know. Yes, it happens. You time out and then the information doesn't go in. And then you think that you applied, but you didn't right. actually get the application in. So please make sure you get it. It comes from Help Desk mm-hmm. and it just says confirmation of application. Right. So just, and again, we will talk about that if you talk to us. Um, and then we get copied on it. So we love if we're talking about it and then all of a sudden we see a flurry. Yeah. Um, and we're like, yay, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's electronic. So there's no extensions. Try to do your applications on October 1st because the deadline's November 11th and you're really into the nitty gritty of your semester at that point. Midterms are coming. Oh gosh. We're going to be airing this episode around um, September 18th. So put a reminder in your calendars. If you are listening to us right now, pick up your phone, put a reminder in your phone, put a reminder in your calendar. If you are fairly analog, which is... I am. <laughs> uh, you know, put a sticky note somewhere, which you'll see every day that will remind you October 1st, you want to apply for one of the SBAs. Yes. And I will add that we have about 16 that require something like a like a reference letter from your faculty or some, you know, a 250 word essay. Those essays do not have to be award winning essays. Just you don't need to be Oscar Wilde. No, if you want to be, sure, but you know, great aspirations. Yes, and some students will come up and say, "I just really want a word to write." Blah blah blah. No, like you're a student, like put that effort into your assignments. Yes, you know, spell check will happen. Don't handwrite anything, like which I don't think any of you would anyway. But uh, type it up. Spell check happens automatic. You know, that's what you have to do. Because again, we don't want to have barriers. No. We want this to be a simple process because we want to give you the money. Yes. We want people to apply. So we're trying to make this a fairly simple process. Exactly. And if you don't apply, then I can't give you an award no. and I can't spend the money. Please do it. Another thing we'll add that we do, we run the program, the work study program. Mm-hmm. That is for students that want to work on campus. Okay. During the school year, it's 10 hours a week. You're restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, because studies. Yes. You are a student first. You're not an employee. We always hire a student in our office. And so we do too. And we just say, <laughs> hey, what's your schedule look like? Mm-hmm. You tell us. Now, if you go, and I'm not, you know, I'm not picking on the food industry or something, but if you go to, you know, a fast food restaurant or something, they're going to say, we need you to work these shifts. Mm-hmm. It's not that our community doesn't work with our no, students, because I will. know many employers locally do work with our students, yes. but there will be restrictions on how much a local employer can be flexible because they have obviously their needs of their business. Exactly. So if you're able to apply for one of the jobs on campus, we're able to work very well with your schedule exactly because we're not running a business mm-hmm. so that's what the difference is so when you work on campus you are a student first and employee second then in the summer if you are a returning student we have full-time jobs 35 we hours a week yes and so many students don't and i know that it's you know you've probably sorted out your summer employment fairly early but we do post these jobs yes. on the student portal please log into your portal. (laughs) And, um, you know, we want students to know that these full-time jobs are here in the summer. If if you have questions about when they're going to be posted during the winter semester, 
will be closer to the end of the winter semester, usually. Yes. Yep. But they will be there. So if you're wondering about what's going to be available, ask. Yes. For example, my department, we didn't have anyone that we could hire this year. No, neither did we. It's 35 hours a week. It's Monday to Friday. Weekends and evenings off, guys. It's amazing. (gasps) If you are thinking about how can I get more experience at the college and you're, you know, returning in the fall, you've got your summer, you're wondering what to do. This is a wonderful way to get to know the college, to get to know the people at the college, to experience from the employee side of things how we operate. It's just a really fun experience. Please apply. Unfortunately, these are domestic students only. Right. These jobs specifically are domestic students. And they will say that. And there are some student jobs that are actually open to both. And there's some that are international. So read the the posting. Yes. Again, on the student portal. There will be some positions available for international students too. Yes. And like you mentioned, some that are for both. And then lots for domestic students. Just because that's how the funding is structured. Exactly. Out of your hands, out of the college hands, this is a government-funded thing. And so... But, you know, the international department has come forward with some postings for international students. So, like I said before, log into your student portal, (laughs) because that's where the job will be posted. If you're listening right now and you're just wondering about applying, because not all of them fill up immediately, so they will have been posted end of August... These postings don't fill up super quickly because some people will see them and think, maybe I missed it. Just put your application in, right? Because we could still be looking to fill those roles. And keep watching. Sometimes we'll post a position Mm -hmm. for five days. It didn't get filled. Then we'll repost it. Yeah. So keep watching. Even after October 1st, Yeah. sometimes we do do that. We have multiple rolling intakes, which means that students are graduating all the time. Yes. So there will be students in positions that will have graduated in December. So come January, those positions are there again. So again, keeping an eye on the student portal. Yes, yes, <laughs> keep yes, saying yes. That. <laughs> Theme throughout the season. <laughs> Check your student portal. <laughs> awesome. If students, like we've said, if you have questions, we want you to come and ask. So where can they find you? We are in office M1200, which doesn't mean anything to anyone, except we're in the big main tall building off of Northern Avenue. Mm -hmm. Walk in there and we're just the main office. So you'll see a bunch of people running around. That is where we're located. Mm -hmm. So come and see us. If you're on campus and you have any questions, or you can always email us Mm -hmm. at student.financial.com dot assistance at suecollege.ca. So do you want to say that one more time? <laughs> Student dot financial dot assistance at suecollege.ca. Because we deal with money, sometimes it might be more sensitive mm-hmm. uh, what you want to talk to us about. And you walk in and you're at a counter and there's a bunch of people around. Right. It's and, concept. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. I, I'm I'm not having this conversation. I am just going to either a email us or come up and ask for Catherine. That's me, and I will bring you into the back. That can be like our own special code, and I'll come and bring you into my office, and we'll talk more privately. So we do understand and appreciate that. And if you are hearing a rumor, if you're hearing something from other students, and you're just not sure. Please let us know because a lot of times 
things grow out of the ground (laughs) that actually aren't true. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, the you can't apply for a bursary unless you've got a certain GPA. Obviously, you need the 2.0 because you need the 2.0 to get through your program. But I have come across confusion and stress over everyone needs to have a 4.0 to get to the SBAs. It's only for the presidential award. Yes. Yes. So, you know, if you're hearing something amongst your friends, amongst your peers, please just ask. And if you're not sure of who to ask, if it's about the verses, again, your email is student.financial.assistance at sucollege.ca. Another rumor often is the campus jobs are only for OSAP students. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. I have even had managers in hiring departments that have said, oh, I really want to hire the student, but they're not on OSAP. And I'm like, no, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist. And faculty members, other members of the college community support staff, if you're hearing things from your students, you can even let us know, right? Yes. We know that students will talk to their faculty and will talk to other members of support staff. We all work together. So if you are hearing these kinds of questions and these kinds of conversations, please let us know or ask the question because then we can make sure students and everybody in the community are getting the right information. Oh, yes. Well, thank you very much for being here. I think think this conversation was very informative. So I hope our listeners feel the same way. Oh, yes. And uh, we really appreciate your time. I'm sure we'll be hearing from you again at some point during the semester and maybe the winter semester too, just to sort of go over different deadlines and things like that. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, And thank you for what you're doing with our students and and getting this information out there. Trying. That, like, (laughs) for everything. I've listened to your other episodes and I love them. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to give us a roar? Oh, my gosh. You don't have to. I can't (laughs) give a roar. Roar. I can't. I can't. What happened? (laughs) All right. I want to thank Catherine for participating in the Raw today. We had a lot of fun with this episode, and I hope that you really found it informative. As always, if you have questions, if you have suggestions, theraw at suecollege.ca.